podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Um, I am Boyd Hilton. Sidekick Josh is resplendent. Opposite me. Yeah, for the first time in a long time, you're not wearing a supreme top. Oh, I am this underneath some... this jumper. Okay, but yeah, it's a Nike on the exterior, this is a Nike, yeah. a, r- a rarity. Yeah, not to see you head to toe in supreme. Yeah, but I am. Don't, don't you worry about that. Yeah. Okay, underneath. Um, uh, yeah, underneath. Tim Payton is here uh, from Arsenal Supporters Trust and Hello. just just general cricket fandom. Less football these days, Tim. More cricket, I feel. I is that fair? It probably just that the cricket's more enjoyable yeah. and I'm trying to be positive. Yeah. You know, winning trophies, being the best, that kind of thing. Yeah. Enjoyable. Fair enough, yeah. And uh, Trevor Harris is back. Hello. Sports commentator extraordinaire. Well, certainly a sports commentator. I'm not sure about the extraordinaire. Fresh from China. Well, there's not many of us that can say we've just flown back from China. Well, I mean, there may be lots of people. As, as out, my but... brother said to me, uh, I hear you've just come back from China. You must be a little disoriented. <laughs> very good. For him, it was very funny. What were you commentating on? I was doing some badminton out there, Josh. Badminton. You know, I like to do a whole yeah. myriad of different things. And who was that for? Uh, it was a world feed what? of the China Open. Right. right. Uh, British have a... No, don't be stupid. <laughs> no, right. No, okay. <laughs> Not as successful as a cricket. <laughs> what, an, what an exotic life Trevor leads. And, that, and now back to, back to earth um, with... <laughs> what can I even describe? We, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about. That game. I mean, first of all, I'm going to start off with, a, with... There's lots of stats floating around, you know. Shots conceded, shots... Goals scored, goals conceded, all our, our defences. Before but, you even say anything, you're going to turn it into a positive, aren't you? Yeah. Right. Let me just say, begin the whole podcast by saying the important stat, the only important stats really are that Arsenal are fourth in the league, two points behind City. Two points behind Man City. Discuss. Tim! <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I was thinking, I've been privileged to be coming on this pod for many years now, and I, walking up, I did think... Staunch, you're a staunch contributor. I mean, if you didn't know that the managers had changed <laughs> and you were just watching Arsenal, it feels like we've been talking about the same old stuff. Maybe, whatever, why can't they defend? What's going on? Is there any hope? And you had all of that in 90 minutes on, on Sunday. Boy, you can't really believe More fun, the only though. thing that's important is Oh, it form. finished off being a, yeah. being a lot of fun. It was like a cup final yeah. for the last 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, incredible fun. But partly needed to get terrible to get good. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. Sorry, Josh, the only thing you'll have, you think the most important thing above everything else is that we're fourth yes. after six games yes. of a Premier League of season. Course. You haven't seen anything Josh, to worry you. at the end of the season... Has anything worried you this Josh, year? Josh, the most important thing, whatever happens between now and May, judging in May, whatever happens between now and May, the most important thing that will happen at the end of the season is where we finish in the league and how many points we've got. That's all that matters. I agree. We can, play, what I we can carry on. Having seen what I've seen in those six games, we will not finish where I believe we are capable of oh, finishing. Oh, well, that's a different point. To you. Yeah, I do. Do you think I, right now we'll, we'll carry on like finish. this, we'll finish fourth? We'll definitely... Above. Oh, boy, oh we, no, 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 wait a minute. That's a different question. If we carry on like this, we'll definitely... I think we'll finish in the top four. And, and what happens in the last... In the six games we had now in the Premier League? If we finish... League? If <laughs> we make the Champions mm-hmm. League, yeah. but maybe we're 58 points, yeah. the lowest points yeah. total ever to make yeah. it, do you exercise the option to keep the manager or do you say, well, thank you very oh, much for that, but if, we're just clearly not actually getting no, very good? No matter what happens, if we finish in the top four, you keep the manager. You've got to. Because 
what? Not also, so sure. No, because there's a bigger point there. I mean, it's, it's an interesting point, and you're right. But if we finish fourth on that level of number of points, then that says a lot about the state of the competitors, our competitors. And I think there is a lot... I was going to bring this up later, but I think there is an interesting thing going on for the moment where everyone on our level, if you like the second tier, everyone apart from Liverpool and City, basically... Um, is kind of in a mire of incompetence. Yes. <laughs> Plus, uh, uh, but, but with bursts of skill and bursts of kind of, you know, and I think perhaps us more than, certainly more, more than Tottenham, United um, and Chelsea, you know, are capable of moments of skill and, you know, good football and scoring goals and all that, mainly because who we've got up front. But I think in the end, if we finish, I don't know what you feel, Trevor, I, I just feel, I'm not saying we haven't got lots of issues. We'll talk about the issues. But in the end, all that really matters is where you finish and how many points you've got. Sure. I mean, I think you're right in the sense that City and Liverpool are light years yeah. ahead of every other club. I personally think, I mean, we're fourth, okay. It's lies, damn lies and statistics. There ain't a fag paper between Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea, United. You probably throw a couple of other teams in. Leicester, actually, I think, are a dark horse to, to, yeah. to finish quite high Oh, up. I agree with that, yeah. So... So I don't think that, and I'm with Josh to the degree that I don't think that anything I've seen so far has filled me with any optimism whatsoever. And if we did not have... Optimism for what, though? Well, to... To, to finish any, in the top four? Or, it's or the, possible. Because, as okay. I just said, I think we could yeah. because we could finish yeah. above Spurs and yeah, yeah. United. Yeah. But I just think... Here's what I think. Yeah. If you <laughs> took Aubameyang, Lacazette when he's fit, Gwendouzi out of that team, we're a bottom half team. We are a bottom half team. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, honestly. Well, that's... Okay. Because well, we mean... leak goals in a fashion that is disgraceful for a club of, of our course, stature. But it's been like, as, as, as I think as Tim was alluding to, it's, it's been like that for, you know, ten, probably possibly but longer coming years. coming back to your, your kind of opening you question, it... yeah, go on. Isn't, isn't the key thing, <laughs> yeah. we ought to be getting closer to City and Liverpool again. And hence my, my kind of question. Mm. If you get 58 points, if, as Trevor set out, it's kind of like it's only achieved because the others aren't very good. If you, hard, if you make a hard-nosed assessment about it, are we getting closer to City and Liverpool? Um, well, not very, very marginally, but not massively, no. But I think that's a bigger, but I think that's a bigger point there, which is that... I, I think all of the... Like, look at Tottenham. I know, I know I'm deflecting slightly. I, I'm, I, mean, I am deflecting. But I think it's fascinating that Tottenham are worse than us right now. As we speak, they're on a terrible run. They're away, you know, away particular form is diabolical, blah, blah, blah. And their manager's been in situ for what? You know, six, how many years? I don't know how many years. A long time. And it's considered, you know, genius who everyone worships and admires. But he's having trouble coaching his team, finding the right unit... To play right now in the Premier League and convincingly and consistently, it's hard. I'm sorry, I'm, Josh is looking at me like Can I'm insane, but no, Arsenal? the reality, we're all in second. We are, <laughs> we are, I am talking about, I, I'm saying, our fans get hysterical and, you know, they, everything's judged on one game to this and everyone's judging the manager, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm saying is, actually, it's really fucking hard. And the Tottenham example is proving, and as a man, you and all of our rivals are proving, unless you're City and Liverpool right now, it's really hard to get consistency and to get and to impose yourself which is the big thing that everyone goes on about with us he hasn't imposed we don't impose it which is true but i don't think any of our other rivals do either and i think that you have to take that into account plus the fact that, of course we've got loads of, we haven't got half our first, a lot of our defenders are not available yet and that's a huge thing for me i'll let you talk about we we're talking about arsenal, to move on to arsenal for me yesterday it's still we've got clowns in defense 
who, you know, go back years and years, apart from Louise, who I, you know, he's, he's, who's another one, another clown joining out. So- Socrates and him, I think, is, is clearly not working. Right? Can I, can I... And so <laughs> that, plus issues in midfield, is con- contributes, plus Xhaka particularly, the main issue in midfield, is contributing to all our negatives. How we saw that out is, is the important thing. Well, I, I used to watch Socrates when he played in the Bundesliga. I used to, I commentate right. a lot of his games. right. The Bundesliga is clearly not as strong a league as the Premier League. So he was playing against lesser strikers, mm. except when he played against the likes of Bayern and Dortmund, OK? Yeah. He was then was basically... Let me, put, let me give you a, a, a culinary <laughs> allusion, OK? At that point in his career, and still now, he wasn't a chef, he was a cook, and a cook in a greasy spoon doing double egg, and bacon, uh, double egg bacon and chips. Occasionally, he'd branch out into a spam fritter or some mushrooms, All right? right? Emery's come in yeah. and said to him, right, forget all that. You're doing a cordon bleu now, so I'd like you to do the starter with the quail's eggs and the crab, then I'd like you to do the lobster ravioli with the foam that all flash chefs do, and then I want a proper black forest gatto. And by the way, I'm not going to give you any ingredients. I'm not going to give you any training either as to how to do it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. David Luiz is the same. The second goal we conceded yesterday yeah. was a... a it was a microcosm of David Luiz. He plays a wonderful ball out of defence, which was miscontrolled. Yeah. They break. Yeah. A cross comes in from the left, which he tries to clear with his left foot. He's tried to clear... Now, oh, yeah, I didn't no. play professional football. <laughs> I played a reasonable level. I, anyone who's ever played the game knows you have to go with your right foot. He has a wild swing with his left foot. Oh, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I, I think he's, if, if I was in charge, I would be... Dropping either or both of them and playing Chambers, you know, I'd be bringing Chambers in. I think he's a much you better bet. Total faith in Emery improving this no. year because it's not. No, I'm not saying I've he got hasn't total just faith come in this him. season. By I'm the way, saying, sixteen months now. You're misunderstanding my argument. I've never said that I have total faith in him. I'm so, I, I, on a moral level, I feel it'd be outrageous to call for his head right now, as a lot of maniacs do. I'm not calling for his head. Well, so I'm, I'm that... adjusting that. I, I don't have 100% faith in him at all. Right now, he's making lots of decisions that I, I, I find bewildering. But equally, he does a lot of stuff that I would give him credit for. Why, I'm quite, the, the, when it comes to the, the Emery issue, right, everyone, everyone is, is, is obsessed about their own narrative as to whether they're pro him or against him. And, everything, and everything's filtered through that. I'm trying to find a way through that's slightly more... Slightly fairer, and I think, for example, like I, I looked at reports yesterday from the people who are obses- obsessively against him, blogs and things, having a go in for his substitutions, right? And I think actually his substitutions worked yesterday. They did. I mean, literally they, they did. worked. I mean, we ended up, you know, it, like, so on the one hand, I criticised him for picking Xhaka relentlessly, we can out, of course, Wenger did. But on the other hand, he did take him off, and he made those substitutions, and they worked. So took I give him credit to, for that. Took right? him off to huge applause. Didn't well, he? Huge applause. We're talking Which about was that. Embarrassing. So I'm just saying, you can't blindly blame everything on him, and you can't blindly give him credit for everything, but people are, and I find that absolutely ridiculous. So, for example, I give him Zaka, picking Zaka from the start, which I think everyone was really excited about. Huge credit. You've got to give him credit for that, but no, but the people who are against him don't give him any credit for that at all, and I think that's really irritating and annoying. So I just want to try to be fair to him. What's your theory on why we're conceding so many shots in every single game we play? Because I think the... Because it can't just be about the back like, personnel. It's got to be something deeper going wrong I think the, every single game. I think game. we've got terrible Effort. defenders... In the, the two central defenders are terrible, uh, you know, and in front of them, you've got Xhaka, who is not doing anything to address the issues that need to be addressed in midfield. And, and is a sending off waiting to happen. Sending off waiting to happen. But I just think, generally, those players don't seem to be able to concentrate and focus and have a level of intensity that they need. And I think that is 
depressing. I don't know what Tim thinks. What do you think? What did you whisper before I stalked over you? I said effort. <laughs> effort. Yeah, effort. So many shots do you think it's effort? On oh, right, okay. But I wanted to actually come back and pick up on something, the, the, the bigger picture here. Mm. I do think the focus on Emery, are you for or against Emery, I agree totally with you. It's far too intense, far too yeah. early. Yeah. What I feel has actually happened, and in some ways it didn't happen last year, I think we still haven't got over the Arsene Wenger culture war. And yeah. I, I kind of used to joke that you don't want to be the manager that replaces Arsene Wenger. You want to be the manager that replaces the manager that replaces Arsene Wenger or head coach. Because it does feel to me, and this is very unscientific, but it does feel to me that an awful lot of those that are going after Emery very hard are those that actually stuck with Arsene Wenger very late. Oh. And there's almost, yeah. a, there's almost a sense of like post-rationalisation here now yeah, that, oh, we told you, or yeah. you know, well, they're going to make it really hard on him because they yeah. felt Wenger got it really hard and I do actually think that is exacerbating the current situation that Emery mm. works under and it's going to make yeah. it a difficult season for him. What really doesn't help though as well and it might not be a problem in terms of the football because in many ways Pochettino had this early on but the lack of language, the lack of any kind of persona himself means it's very hard to get an affinity for what he's doing which I do think adds to the mm. sort of turn off. You can't in that, any yeah. way feel sympathy for him or buy into him because... I think Henry Winter wrote a great line, which is that when you listen to Emery, it's like trying, tuning into long wave radio, you know, when, when the signal comes and goes and it crackles. And <laughs> yeah. You hear about, that comedian? You hear, you hear about a third of it. Comedian and you, and you who's mic, who, the yeah. comedian's got the mic going off, on <laughs> yeah. and off. That's the car. And you're trying to work yeah. out what you've actually heard. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if you saw after we beat Frankfurt the other night, yeah. um, Saka was put up for yeah. an interview. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And, and he spoke about oh, how important Freddie Lundberg, our Swedish assistant, saying. has been yes. in basically yes. having to explain what his job is in the team because he's struggling to understand our manager. That was amazing, yeah. 60 months in. Yeah. Maybe a slightly more experienced head wouldn't give those quotes <laughs> because it'd be a bit more aware of yeah. how that could be interpreted. But I thought it was incredibly eye-opening as to how they're struggling to understand our manager. Absolutely, and, and, and I think that's that's clearly. I think there is an issue with communication. I mentioned this the other way. I, I, I think it feels. I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see how they go about telling the players what to do and who's doing that and in what language and how. You know, I find that all fascinating. Wouldn't you love to see if they do any defensive work? <laughs> they on must the train? do them, mustn't they? Trevor? Well, I, mean, I can't see the benefits of you know it what? if they do. But I think. What, for me, the whole—I'm I, I, sure they do. I can't believe they don't. And and, and you know, all the all the pre all, part of the reason why you know the, the the general thing about the coach, people judging the coach, is of course a lot of the buzz about him, the hype, if you like, when when we did go for him, was that oh he's going to he's going to make everything more solid. You know, he's going to solidify it and you know start with the def- address the defensive issues. Um, and of course, that clearly is not working. And I wonder if, you know, and I wonder if his, his weird, he weirdly sticks with the experienced defenders, right? Louise included, but even the experienced defenders who've been asked of years and have been shit and, and appalling and incapable of concentrating properly all throughout the Wenger period. And he's stuck with them. It's like, for me, it's like, what, what possible reason could there be? At what point do you go? And the same goes for Xhaka. All of those people, all of those players, these kind of, 
having a lot of faith in. Yeah, he's put, throwing Zaka in up front. Not Ozil. Not sticking by Ozil. Not, but I, think, I mean, yeah, that's another issue. I agree with that. But I, I find it weird that he's not... Surely he's got to... I'd, I'd much rather see Callum Chambers in than either of, you know, including, including any of those three old guys that we've got, central defenders. And, you know, I, I don't get why he... So I, I think you can try... Everyone who's not playing issue. is just getting think, better in your head. Everyone who's not there, why is Callum Chambers suddenly going to be the new, like, well, no, Tony Adams and Saul Campbell? He did play, he played yesterday. And he played well. You know, and I think, you know... And he played... At centre-back, I thought you were inferring he's oh, been no, playing at centre-back, because Bellerin's coming back to play right-back. Of course. Yeah, imminently. I think, he, I think, you know, I, I, well, it can't be worse. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I think, you, you know, he, he, those players are so yeah, he's got to find infuriating. A and I think they bring us... I think the crowds... Talk about the crowd issue. I think the crowd is angry at the players... You know, particularly Xhaka, that we, talk, we should talk about the Xhaka substitution. They're furious at them. I think they're more angry and quite rightly blaming those idiots, those clowns who are fucking up every single week. And it's almost like they, you know, they swap turns in who's going to cock up most than they are the manager. Because they think they see those mistakes. They see that lack of concentration. How, it's not his fault. They're doing that. It's his fault for picking them, though. So that's yeah. my feeling. It's mm-hmm. like, the, I'm blaming the, him for the, picking them. The crowd, the Arsenal fan set mood is so up and down at the moment. Probably yeah. goes too high and goes sure. too the low. The atmosphere... I mean, if you, but when, I they took, when you took Xhaka off, the atmosphere yeah. was brilliant. Oh, it goes... It's, <laughs> so it's embarrassing. But it's yo-yoing. Yeah, it's, it's yo-yoing. Yo-yoing. It's yeah. yo-yoing and it goes from one yeah. extreme to the other. So there was a... If it, there was a massive overhype of the transfer window, probably because Arsenal spent some money, but it was clearly a transfer window that wasn't going to deliver quickly. Spend a lot of money on a young French lad. You all know they take time. Yeah. You're really looking at season two yeah. sure. for the talented. You even go back to Pires and Omri, it was at least half a season in. You spend £30 million on a central defender who doesn't arrive for a year, so you can get really excited about it, but that doesn't improve you. Mm. You buy a left-back who's not fit for... For, for 12 weeks it was a you know I think it was overhyped in what yeah. it could deliver and there was a screw up in the middle of it all which was they didn't count on Koscielny going they clearly didn't because that was partly the plan of buying a central defender who didn't come and then they had to make a last minute dive in on Lewis and yeah. he only came because yeah. the new best mate of the club is Kia Jurikan you know one of the super agents and it was one of his stable and it was you know the best that's out there mm. but, I think people, I but have... Arsenal fans went almost like we've won the transfer window which Clearly, we hadn't. Your transfer windows are only big. Part well, I think of your long squad t- isn't very good. But you know what I mean? People yeah. went right the way yeah. up here. So the performances actually have been no worse than last season, but people have been treating them like the end of the world. Yeah, I agree. Well, no worse, but that's hey, hang a, on. a big it point. It that- felt like last year the amount of shots we're conceding, the amount of. No, it's about the, if you look about the, the results same. and the performances. But it's, that's damning. With, that's we damning had a terrible with, time against Waffle with the 30. That, that's damning with faint <laughs> praise, though, isn't it? I mean. It's just not acceptable for a club of our stature, with, with the support that we have, with some of the very good, you know, creative players that we have, strikers, um, to, to defend like school kids. I mean, like the first goal yesterday, the guy's he's allowed to cross the ball with no... And it's yeah. only 20 minutes in. So it's not a case of, you know, it's the last minute, we're knackered, chasing the game. 20 minutes in, the defender stands off and says, how much time would you like to cross it? And then the, it was a nice, it was a great ball and it was a good finish. But, but our defenders had just stood there well and it, watched him. It was Guendouzi. I mean, yeah, Guendouzi was uh, yes. applauding. And, well, and the defenders might be, no, obviously they are not listening to this podcast, but, but were they to be <laughs> thinking they're I love in... I the idea. I really hope Louise is listening <laughs> to about. They're, they're getting such criticism and they will go, well, bloody hell, the, the guy that should have tracked the runner, the, you know, the kid that everyone's raving about, was standing there on the edge of the and, area and didn't track his man, and, and other, that's why the goal goes in. And the other thing, Josh, that I, we haven't mentioned, 
the sending off of Maitland-Niles, I actually thought he was a bit unlucky with the second one. But the mm. first one, he was, whether it was accidental or intentional, maybe it was accidental, but it basically stopped the guy's run, so it's a fair booking. He was the wrong side. That's why you ran into him. If he'd been goal side of the guy, it wouldn't have had a problem. But that's problem. the other thing. Is it's, that, but it's so basic. Yeah, but that's the other thing. I don't, Maitland Niles is not, does not consider himself to be a right back. And I think he's proven. Well, I think he played it, determined to prove it. Yeah, he that, did. You know, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was, was quite happy to get succeeded. I've tried everything not to <laughs> yeah. be put in this position, so yeah. I'll get myself sent right. off. But it's interesting, isn't it? Isn't it interesting? It was the week where he was quoted as saying, I yeah. don't feel like a right back. And I don't think any of us feel he is. No. And obviously, I know that's ha- that's, that, that has happened. You know, what, there's hardly any other option. Um, you know, at one point we saw um, we saw fucking um, Xhaka at the right back, and that was even more horrific. But you know, I do think there's, I do think to be again to be fair to the situation in hand, we've had two, we've got two fullbacks. I think Kalasinac is a much better defensively. He in- leaves things incredibly open as well. The spaces that that attackers get against us on on you know out wide against those two players without any backup from the, from any midfield is extraordinary. But I think. Hopefully, when we do get Tierney playing and we do get Hector back, and, I, and I, yes, these players have improved in their absence, I agree with that, and maybe trying fucking someone else in the middle. I think, you know, I do, I do have hope that there's better to come. I just, I'm giving up. I have no... You, what you're saying, Trevor, about, you know, it's not good enough for a club like Arsenal. There was a guy behind us yesterday, I went, you know, behind me and Dermot and Dom, who I went with yesterday, who kept saying, every five minutes, he kept yelling, we're better than this. Arsenal are better than this. And we were like, no, we really? Because actually, I don't think... I think it's too late for these, those players, those older, experienced players who are fucking shambolic to improve and to sort that out. They've, it's gone on too long. If you've proven week in, week out, you cannot concentrate and you, can, you don't have that level of intensity to, to notice when some other player wanders into your Pelgio, like you did for that first goal, yeah. albeit with Guendouzi at fault as well. But Louise was standing there. What the fuck was he doing? Right? So uh, for me, it's like, I, f- forget them. Get rid of them. Let them do the Europa League and the, and the, and the whatever cup it is. I want, you know, I, it's got to sort, I think that's a key issue that's got to sort out. But I don't think those players can ever, can ever change. But I think part of the anger of the guy that was sitting behind you, yeah. you know, he's paying two grand for his season ticket <laughs> to watch this. Oh, of course. And, and, and that can't be right. That can't be right, boy. Do you know what? Again, this is my other point that I, I always bang on about, and I feel it's true. Actually, in the end... That game was fucking brilliantly entertaining. And I'm, I, I'm not, I can't, you know, if, you, if, if that's going to happen, if you're going to end up winning that game because of, you know, the team getting it together, Guendouzi brilliantly driving forward, or Bamiang taking the game by the scruff of the neck as well, who, by the way, I think should be made captain, you know, I hope, you know, I think we saw yesterday, incredible leadership, he got... He got given the armband, didn't he? He did, did it yeah, go, he, got he went by it, he got passed he on, because they're not on. sure. I mean, yeah. anyone can have it But now. everything that he did yesterday, and he wasn't having the best of games in the first half, by the way, you know, he actually wasn't that great, but then totally took the game, everyone, you know, I thought the second half was, was, was one of our best performances of the season, generally, under... under you know, duress, obviously. I'm not sure it was. No, I think it was. Some of I the, mean, didn't let's not forget, Villa had chances to kill the game. Even at 2-1, oh, they've no. gone through a uh, great opportunity to make it 3-1. Um, you know, McGinn's dragged one wide. And then, let's not forget, they should have had a penalty. I mean, I, don't underst- I do not understand how if VAR is there, Socrates is, is lent into the ball with, the, with his elbow. Yeah, of course. That is. So yeah, you're, we're very I, lucky I, to it was a good comeback to have 10 men. Look, it's only been done nine times in Premier League history, I read, I read that a team have been... Um, a goal behind um, and then got down to 10 men and come back to win. So it's obviously incredibly you know, impressive in that regard. 
But it's not like we absolutely dominated and Villa didn't still make opportunities. Well, not saying we absolutely dominated, but considering we were coming against 10 men and we were, and we, we did have a Villa. lot of chances. I think it says a lot about way. Villa yesterday. We had a lot of chances in that second half. Well, oh, yeah. Created yeah. a lot of, you know, so... Can I just I think, clarify I'm, a point that you, you're incorrect games. on? Go on. You, you said to me earlier that, you know, the, the shots and the ratios are not much worse than last season. I've looked up... Um, so far this season, uh, we've had to make 29 saves. So pro rata across a 38-game season, that will work out we have to make 183 saves. We made only 133 saves. Our goalkeeper was forced to make last year. So we're, we're way, you know, projected ahead. So our goalkeeper is having to do a lot more work than he was. I don't think the six games you could say they're a disproportionate average out, you know. Kind of, yes, we've had Liverpool away. are showing up pretty much the same. I'm sure will, but eventually, over a 38-game season, if we continue to concede this amount of shots on our goal, I'm sorry, you can just say what you like. I've watched that game say the Villa created more opportunities than I would expect an Aston Villa side who have come and visit well, us in the past, or a newly promoted side. Yeah. They created way more opportunities. And that's even when there were 11 well, men on the pitch. Let's, um, put it, let's put it in perspective. This is a team that came up by the playoffs, okay? They've got, was it, four points this season, I think? You know, they, can't, they couldn't score for love nor money to the company of Arsenal. And, of course, you know, that's Christmas could, could time, have had four. It? Could have had four. If you can't Easy. score, come and play Arsenal. That will sort all your problems out. The best bet this season, every game Arsenal play, both teams to score. Just, just yeah, like, every right. week. That's what I'm saying. Every that, week. That's, why, that's, what I was, that's what I was trying to say. And, and I think, you know, I, I'd much, I, I don't give a shit. You know, I, 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 obviously, I, you know, I love the team. But the, the kind of shots conceded thing... It's slightly irritating me, is the news, and it is bad. And I'm not saying it's not bad. We are incredibly open as a team, and all of that. But you know, people like people say someone said we were boring in the middle of the, in the middle of the game yesterday. I retweeted it yesterday. I'm like, we're many, many things. We're not not no, boring. I and that was, and again, I go back to my main my main issue with the late period venue was the tedium. And people forget it was really dull and boring. It's that's 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 changed, you, and I'm happy with that. And I know. I, I feel it's slightly. I'm not saying you're pompous, but I feel it's like I can't get. I can't get too angry about. I can't have that opinion. We're better than this thing. I, I think that's a kind of almost a sense of entitlement. I don't think we are better than that. I'd much rather this. I'd much rather incredibly entertaining games like yesterday than a boring. Frankly, than a boring kind of you know, one nil. You know. I don't know. Late I, I would hit. like to see a controlled one nil win where I'd we like limit see... the opposition to one chance in the game. I'd like why, to see why more are you so scared of having that again? I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of it. I'm scared of the boredom of just repeating what happened year after year after year. I, I, th- I, think, I long for us to control again. I think, I think the fans are entitled. I don't have a sense of entitlement, I don't think, but I do think the fans are entitled to see better defending than they do. Of the course. other thing I, I say to you, boy, you were talking about top four earlier in Champions League. Mm. I used to was desperate for Arsenal to get in the Champions League. And you know what? Now, I honestly don't care that much because the way that we play, if we play PSG, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, we just get ripped to pieces. But we I play, well, it's funny, isn't it, you say that. I mean, it's fair enough you say that, but we played Frank- Frankfurt away and we won 3-0. A That's Frankfurt another interesting, team. Another interesting, you know... A slightly, a slightly flattering I mean, we're result. Open, we're open again. A flattering of result. Flattering. Of course it was flattering. But again, if we're going to... I know. If we're going to... If, if you take away from that, it's going to be, oh, just to be negative about the whole thing. It's a good result. Kind of, but it's not PSG. Yeah. It's not Barcelona. If we had yeah. to step up to that level at the moment, look, hopefully battered. we will get into the Champions League this year and in 12 months' time we'll be in a much stronger position and but playing much six, better and we'll be able to compete. We've played six games with 
um, not first team defenders. We're about to bring in hopefully three first team, def- three first choice defenders can come in and transform that defence. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that in a couple of months' time we're going to be looking back on this and have a pretty much half the team different. You know, maybe he'll finally, maybe Jacques will go off. Is he? Is he had his the baby been had yet? Is he? Maybe he can, he's not uh, having that paternity leave, is oh, he? Apparently, maybe, can, maybe just <laughs> maybe finally someone will see the light it's and drop in, him. International paternity leave. I think it's a rest from. Uh, why do you think it is that he's like first name on the team? I, I don't understand. No one knows. I mean, it's just it was the same under Wenger. It was like what? Who fuck knows? It's. I feel it's like it's, it's because he become... can pass the ball and keep the ball, got, which actually we do struggle can, with. Well, you say that, but Torreira can pass the ball, and, and you know, is, well, he, is not, he that much better at passing the ball than Torreira? And surely Torreira brings you much. more He is more... the best passer of, of the ball from deep, but he doesn't have attributes such as pace or <laughs> terrier light or concentration or. So he would only, or reliability. He would or, work along. It's, yeah. In certain systems. He also so slow as well. And yeah, of, he's not he's, fast. He's not fast. And I feel like it contradicts. I feel like the, I feel we have we're getting glimpses now of how the coach wants us to play, which feels to me like more on the break, like yes. soaking up pressure. It is. It's more basketball. Conceding, it's more ba- right. Yeah. Conceding, conceding more possession to the opposite team, and I know people, you know, and and I feel like that would work if it wasn't the fact you got Xhaka in the middle of it all who's just kind of slowing everything down and, tr- and, and kind of trying, you know, passing sideways and then, if not, then giving the ball away and then not concentrating and not providing any events of cover. I don't think he's doing anything good enough to justify any, any reason for but being But then if you just whatsoever. go for lots of terriers in there, who's going to create anything? Well, no, I would have... I would have to re- I would have Sabaos Sabaos in there is the creative one he's I'd- sort of deflating faster as they come down with the Christmas yeah, decorations he's he doing it much earlier but isn't, he, isn't that because he's got to play with fucking Shaka you know try you can't pl- pin everything there but I think Torreira Guendouzi and him for me that has to be tried that is not- so are we totally finished with our 350k a week player oh yeah What's your feeling about Ozil? I, I just think, uh, uh, how does Ozil fit into any of these systems? He doesn't. We need to sell him. The problem, we can't sell him because no one will pay the wages. So it's a, we have to, I don't know how long his contract has got on it. But the day 20 that it, months. Yeah, well, the day that it expires, thank you very much. Goodbye, sir. Do you think Ozil should do stadium tours on the day of <laughs> yes, his game? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, just lovely, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying, I love Perry yeah. dearly, obviously, you know, very close to me. Perry and Nigel were allowed to might do stadium tours. But it'd be terrific if you booked and actually, because yeah. Ozil wasn't needed that day. <laughs> actually, he was asked as his contribution to the club yeah. to do stadium tours a few hours before the game. Yeah. Uh, he's got something like that would be fine, yeah. But I don't need him to play. I, and I think that, you know, I, I'm fully behind the manager in, in that regard. And you, I think the, we, the Ozil fanboys were like, one of them, I saw some, one of them saying, you know, how great he was in the last year under Wenger. I'm like, really? I, wa- I watched that. I was there every single fucking game and he was not that great and his stats weren't that good. And if that's what you're clinging to, then that is embarrassing because he's been a letdown, you know, in, the lo- in, in recent years. Would you, you mean that upset that. team introduced in the second half yesterday? What? I thought, as, as, you know, we no. needed someone creative on the pitch. But, I, but I, you have to... But we, but we, I was surprised. We didn't bring him on, I, and it worked. So, you know, I, I don't think he's not... I still bring, think says a lot about He doesn't change Villa. a game, does he? He just doesn't... He, he, it's like, he doesn't have that much of an impact. Unless you... He needs all the elements to be perfect for him, doesn't he? He needs to be playing in his cherished number 10 role. So, you know, I've got to set up the team like that, which I don't feel at, is the best... At home, at against home, a very average opponent. And, and you've got to have opponents <laughs> who give him the space yeah. to play. Yeah. It's like everything... He'll have to be gift-wrapped. It's a perfect situation for him. Then he'll show 
shine. And Anything that, else? That's what he got when he played in Spain yeah, and in Germany, right. and when he plays for yeah. national team. Yeah, that's, and every now and then he had off his entire Arsenal career, and it was only a week, you know, a week ago in the Premier League where he played a, a brilliant ball that you know set up our goal at, at Watford. You know, he's not been one brilliant ball. Moments. moments. There are still moments, moments there that he moments. has that I don't see yeah. a lot of in in our squad, and I think to just see him not even involved yesterday was a strange one. I was surprised not to see him off the bench, but you're right. You know, credit, I guess, in, in terms of substitutions that it worked, but I think there are very few Premier League sides, and history shows that, that will concede, you know, the game after being a man and a goal up. And I think that says a lot about Aston Villa. And, you know, yes, they've they spent 100 million, but well. it was a strange, a strange game. Oh, they were defending so deep. It was really that's, weird that's the way they with... almost changed yeah. their approach. In fact, they just needed to keep coming at us, but they backed off and backed off. It was did look like they sort of got it all wrong in the last 20 they minutes. They got it wrong. But I also think we threw a whirlwind at them. I mean, there was yeah, some real energy there. There was massive energy. So yeah. was kind Particularly of when Jacko went it off. It was a mixture of the two yeah. things, but I do think they got the tactics wrong. Yeah, of course. We'll talk more about um, the game and about the whole situation after this break. And we're back from the break. And we're still sponsored... This season by the Match Pint app. What does that do, Josh? It allows you to find your nearest pub, which is showing the the football game you may want to watch. So if you're an Arsenal fan and find yourself not able to go to the game and you wanted to uh, see uh, the nearest pub that was showing the fixture, you can go onto the Match Pint app. I believe that's right, boys. Correct. Can and you can, they also have a thing where you the can predictor. predictor where you can predict each week um, the and win win prizes, win prizes, and compete against us. Um. I went there to the pub before the Did game. you? Yeah, the 12 pins. Oh, was it good? I've been going to for years. It, well, it was quite a lot of fun because watched Manchester United be awful and then thought, God, what's yeah, coming up? I, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to segue you in here. Thank so, you. I was, nice I was actually you. in the ground an hour before because, you know, they, they were oh, yeah. big on trying to get more people in the ground yes. an hour before. So I was in the ground. Well, did they pay you to go in early or something? No, I wasn't paid. Oh. But they tr- I think the beer it's is cheap cheaper. Pint, isn't it? I didn't even oh. have a beer. I had a bottle of water, if you must know, Boyd. But yeah. I, I did notice that they were signifying that the beer is cheaper before the game. Uh, the friends I was with uh, did have a beer. I should also point out, when I was in Block 12... the Match Day Pint app? The match by yes. No, they want you to go to the pub. Someone, um, as I was um, in Block 12 going down, uh, pointed at me and said, are you Josh from the podcast? A guy called David, which was very nice. exciting. So that never yeah. happened. So, that, yeah. so a shout out to David. Thank you for listening. That's great. Very kind yeah. of him. Yeah. Obviously, you must follow on Twitter because you wouldn't know what we many. look like from, from doing this. We post photos every now and then. Of, I suppose. Of your we could do one today. Unmistakable. Yeah. Yeah. And David was very nice. Is, anyway, love it to me. He's a much more famous figure than you. Boy's got 80,000 of his followers. Every now and then I get I get some people saying that. At the, at the ground as well. How are you finding it's, your new seat in club level? My our, new, our seat is brilliant. It's right You're at the a front. Bit more central. It's the front row. It's, it's not that. It's slightly more central, but it's the front row of club level. So you have your full. You get right there. You can bang on the side. We have bang on the metallic side, which you is do one that. of the things. Tradition, yeah. Have you when made new friends hands? then around you? Because there must be some far. new faces. I won't go that far. You know what's funny? You mentioned it. The, the guy next to me. So I'm one seat in from on, on, on the front row, and you know they have these glass panels. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've been to um, been on club level. Trevor. Never. No. No. Um, you're not that elitist. You're I'm a man not, of the people. No. no. Um, I don't have, have these, that entitlement. Fair enough. I have that entitlement. I am entitled. <laughs> so they have this big glass panel, right? Kind of every every kind of thirty yards or so. As if that to some, that's their way of stop. I don't know what they think, but they're going to fling themselves over the edge or something. But the panel covers half of the, the seat next to me, so they don't have anyone there. And they did last season. Last season, this poor guy there, and he had to kneel down. 
town during most of the games to see what was going on. Now they've clearly stopped selling that seat. So there's like a whole seat that's pointless next to all these so, big glasses. You have to watch it through glasses. It's like watching it on TV. You could put your bag on the seat next to you every yeah. single game. And I've got a free seat next to me all the time. So that's yeah, it's even know. more luxurious. Lovely. Oh, yeah. Talking luxury, I yes. in the Diamond Club. Oh, the game against Burnley. Get you. I was invited in. What now, does that mean? It basically, I, I mean, you do get served a meal. It's like five star, five star dining. Right. Very, very posh. And then the seats are wonderful because they're basically the, the, the level just above the director's box. Oh, and right. you have the most amazing view. But you could stare down. So I was keeping an eye out for Mr. Josh Conkey turned up. Oh yeah, clearly under a bit of pressure. I think to show first <laughs> yeah. game of the season, yeah. bit of support, and that's where it was also very interesting. And I do say this: watch out for Arsenal going forward. But sitting next to Raúl and Edu, who sat together and were yeah. very pally throughout it, was Kia Jubikant, you know, one of the yeah. super agents, yeah. the sort that like weren't allowed in the Emirates under the yeah. Wenger Gazidis era, but like sitting in as the main guest. And well, that's if you want to, if you want to know you... who the next Arsenal manager is, I'd work out who's in the Kia stable. Okay, and do you, have you worked that out? Not quite yet. Oh, okay. I'm to um, a bit coy about it, but I know the fear is correct. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> that's interesting. I wonder, it's, it's a bit worrying, isn't it, with Louise? Like, I think, uh, right, so I'm coming clear. I, I was one of many, I think, Arsenal fans who was like, r- believed the hype that, that um, David Louise, despite kind of being quite famous for being a bit of a fuck-up, you know, his time at Chelsea, actually, you know, had kind of certain games where you thought, oh, yeah, he's really cocking out badly and, is, you know, making mistakes. But, of course... I feel like he's not been great, and he certainly hasn't particularly improved our, our defensive situation at all. So I feel I was completely wrong about him, and, I, and now I feel like can he drop him? Will he drop him? Is he under? You know, because he, you know, he's been bought from on high, isn't he? And well, the, I'm, all, I'm, I'm cynic. I'm, I'm sort of always be suspicious of your opponent. So I always think, yeah. why is another big club yeah. allowing right. you to take him? And yeah. the one before that was Mkhitaryan. And yes. on the whole, you've got to. You and Welbeck know, before the, the, that. You know, on Who? the whole. Welbeck. Welbeck was okay, but yeah. I think but, on, on the yeah. whole, be, be very. Oh, Sylvester. Yeah, like why, it, why, yeah. Would, why would a club that, you know, everyone knows you're basically going to be competing for, for a top four spot, let them go? I'm yeah. told and, he threw his toys out oh, the pram. But he did throw his toys out the pram to get. Out, but that was all organised by Kia, you know, because this was a player who was it on the Monday had basically said Frank Lampard was the greatest thing to happen for years, <laughs> yeah, and, and it was Frank Lampard was a great leader and he was going to work with Frank Lampard, and it was all great. And then the next day, through the toys out the pram, the toys were thrown out the pram because it was all engineered with Kia that Arsenal needed him and mm. they guarantee him some first team gay. So then he came across on the same kind of contract what particularly worries me about him i mean i've actually think in the scheme of things we were a bit screwed we needed central defensive we could have done worse but what worries about me about him is he has a very bad attitude when he's not picked yeah or when right. things start going That's wrong exactly. i just do yeah. wonder about it's the, a worry isn't about it? the dressing room impact yeah. of, of that I kind agree, of character yeah. and that kind of person to have thrown in the mix but I mean, i'm intrigued whether we might end up playing a three uh, you know as center backs at some point this season, maybe that will be to his strengths. He is so wonderfully comfortable on the ball. There's all these 40, 50-yard passes that he's pinging around. But he is better than anyone else. Or is it that at Chelsea, excuse me, he had N'Golo Kante in front of him and, you know, someone that would, yeah. you know, offer more protection. I just wonder if we'll see a three. And particularly with Rob Holding coming back, if, if, if he's there and Bellerin and Tyranny going forward, maybe that will be, Could you be. know, the answer to some of our Could problems be. this season. Could play Shaka. Yeah, I mean that would be fine. I mean, if, I mean, I, I, if anything happens to replace Jack, then I'm fine with it. To be honest, what did we think about the moment where he was taken off? Disgraceful, and everyone, absolutely who, just, disgraceful. What, the booing on the, well, on the mixture of cheering and booing. I mean, and the cheering wasn't ironic. For Joe, cheering. Was it Joe Willock coming yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't for Joe Willock the cheering. No, it was embarrassing. And Tim mentioned it 
as we were walking in about to do the podcast, exactly what I was thinking back to, Ebue and Jovino. And mm. it's embarrassing. Mm. I don't know and I can't think of other clubs doing there this to their players, but it's so horrible. More hostility coming off the stands than for oh, three or four years, I felt. Because, you know, towards the end of Wenger, people just either stopped coming or got so kind of worn down by it. Mm, actually, the groaning and booing went away. It picked up a bit at the away games. But at the home games, it had all become... People had just stopped going or stopped yeah. going. And it did have that... Bentner, Abue, that era of like, really I, turning on a player. Yeah. It, was, it was really... I felt I hadn't felt that for a long time. Felt I a bit uncomfortable. Re- I can remember a, a lot of booing when Wenger took off Oxlade-Chamberlain. I think it was against United. That, and he was having it, a great period, game. Right, about four years and ago. And the crowd hated it. But I, I they have, even chanted, you don't know what you're doing yeah, at Wenger right. then, and that's it was right. audible. Yeah. And then it, that sort of has died away in Wenger's sort of last 18 months. I kind of have mixed views on this, because I do think, you know... You pay your money, you're entitled to vent your spleen however you want to within the law, obviously. I'm not talking about chanting things that aren't legal. But, I, I, you know, he's so frustrating. I, I kind of have some sympathy with the crowd with that. I honestly do. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I, I, I would never boo any... I don't think I've ever booed any player ever, including a boo. I was at the famous Abue one where he just came on and then was taken off. And all yeah, and that. he was played left back. Yeah, played left back. And he was, you know, one of the famously terrible... Players, but I didn't. I, I'm, I'm never going to be any player. It's, it's, it is embarrassing, and yeah, I feel. I actually feel it's like there was. A, there was. It was like an outpouring release, that moment. Release, yeah. It was a release, and I feel yeah. it's not. Wasn't a contrived. You know, oh, we're now going to boo Jaka. I think it was like almost like a mixture of incredibly because he very rarely substitutes Jaka. Remember, it was quite a surprising moment. So even though kind of, I think 95 percent of Arsenal fans now dislike him. There was a small group that was kind of of hipsters that was claiming he was great. I think that's disappeared. I think now most he is the new Abue. He is taking a lot of flack um, from the, I think and so it was like I was hugely relieved when he was taken off. I didn't express that verbally. I didn't scream and yell in any you know, but I can understand why that happened. Oh and it's you know it's, it's about more than yeah, the player. Just yeah. like the Abue one particularly yeah. it takes you back to the Wenger culture wars, but I felt the Abue was really aware of having a go at Wenger. Including, why have you put the poor yeah. lad on and played him well, left the, back and yeah. then taken him off in the same yeah. game? Think, Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's just general frustration. Yeah, generally the mystery of Jacob being played week in, week out, and apparently, you know, we'll, we'll, he's yet to name this, this captain thing. Well, it's five the, of them. But supposed to be naming five of them, but he's going to be one of them, isn't he? I mean, that's the idea. And perhaps possibly even chief captain, like the most captain of the five captains, you know. And I think everyone's like, why the fuck is he your first choice Player, so I think that all did come out naturally, organically in that moment, and I kind of can't blame the fans for it. It's like he is absolutely bewildering, and you know, as I say, I live in hope. I, I just I can imagine that maybe in you know six weeks, eight weeks time, he won't be playing week in week out in the league, and it will be just a different world. I hope so because I do think, like, I actually think you know. My optimism is that I do think we've got players who can play, who we can try in those positions. We've got enough central defenders and central midfielders to sort this fucking openness out and for us to be an exciting team without the mad openness that I was slightly defending in the first half of the podcast. I think we've got the potential with this squad, but right now my main concern is why has Emery not managed to get this squad into a defensive enough unit and the team working in a cohesive way to stop... Yeah. The opposition having as much of the ball and having as many opportunities and looking like whoever it is, bloody Watford, who, you know, sure. we but don't I think need to highlight how many goals think, they let in at Man City yeah. and how good, but you know. My th- 
But I think personnel is a huge part of that. And I think when the personnel changes, hopefully that will get better. I don't know. Will he change the personnel? We haven't got Henri Burkamp and Perez, you know, out injured and they're all coming back. We've got Rob Holding, who's played 30-odd games for the club, coming back. And we hope he's going to prove it. We've got Holding. Okay, but I'm saying Rob Holding's never played more than like 12, 14 Premier League games in the season. Like, I hope he's good. You know, we'll see it. He played very well in the Cup final in 2017. Ultimately, we don't really know until he has a season or two, and we could say, you know, there we go, him, we've got an England Josh. defender, you know, let's have him. Of course. Tierney's coming to Celtic, Luke's promising. Uh, but, I don't know how he's going to play. No, 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 it's more than that. Worryingly injury. Worryingly injury. And Bellerin, who we hope returns, but yeah, also he came in that. a lot of criticism at points in the last couple of years. Hector Bellerin, I love him dearly. I would like yeah. to see Hector yeah, his last be season captain. A lot of that criticism was rubbish, and the last season was great. I'm just saying, I agree with your point. I'm excited that we're going to have a change of personnel, but. This but is not that I'm we've saying, got like three World Cup winning superstars about to return to this team. We've got no. What I'm saying is we've got a, a significantly better group of players to come in than he's picking right now, and I include Torreira in that. He's not Torreira isn't a first choice, which I think is weird and frustrating and annoying, and I think he should be. What I'm saying is, hopefully, in a few months' time, those pl- and that the, you know in, in the in a game of incredibly small margins, having five or four or five players who are notably better than the ones you've got right now in the team is a huge. Of course, thing. it will help. But do you not think that an Eddie Howe or Sean Dyche or Roy Hodgson? With the defenders we have at the moment, a couple of weeks on a training pitch wouldn't have them working as a better unit. Mm, look, no, their, their teams I, are letting in no. less goals than us, and actually look yeah, at they've the, got they've but, got less clown like defenders. Got, well, well, you say that, but they're, sure. they're spending a lot, lot less on them on both fees and wages. Well, I'd and they're not have, internationals like ours. But that's why I'm, I'm talking about, I'd rather have those kinds of defenders than the ones we've got. These idiots that still have, have been proven to be moronic year in, year out for so long. That's the problem. It's not, it's, you know, I'd much rather have those defenders that they, those, those teams work with, yeah. That's my, that's my feeling. Anyway. But we should, I guess we should look ahead. <laughs> Yes, we have an exciting I mean, who's week he play, Who's he going to play in the, uh, in, the, in the Cup against Forest? Oh, interesting. Well, I presume this uh, Martin <laughs> Ozil, I mean, Ozil, that'll be... Ozil, yeah. Make him captain. Well, I think he will play Ozil. <laughs> I, I, of course he's going to make Mesut Ozil play tomorrow. He hasn't, he's been on the bench. He's, you know, fit, obviously. He'll play. I think Martinelli will, will get game time. You pre- assume Saka having been taken off and got only 45 minutes that he will play. Martinez is obviously going to get all the, all the Cup games... The interesting one will be Bellerin and Tyranny. They played 60-odd minutes for the under-23s the other day, so they've clearly been bedding back in. I assume they're going to get a similar amount of, of game time. Mustafi played in Europe the other night, presumably... He's he going to so play. Lucas Torreira, I think, will game. play. See, everyone's getting better with that. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, like that. yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's going to be, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Smith-Rowe, presumably. It's, you know, a fairly recognisable team. We got rid of that many squad players. There isn't... You know, huge amount of unknowns. This isn't going to be the you know Carabao Cup Arsenal team of five, six, seven years ago when you would genuinely not have heard or you'd barely be aware of two or three of them. I think this will be basically all people that have already played some part this season, almost you know, including the European games. Even Martinelli's had some league time. Mm. Is Ainsley Maitland Niles? Is he? Is he? He's suspended. suspended for that. Yeah, he's game. suspended for for game, but presumably injured and anyway. The way he looked. Yeah, yeah, a bit, a bit injured as well. I, I, how many, Trevor? You like a, a, in the betting world? If you had to do an over or under on. Maitland-Niles Premier League appearances between now and the end of the season. Where would you set that line? I think it's low. Well, it's hard to see, you know, if we get off, when the fullbacks come back, is he going to get in the team? I doubt it. No. And I think I Chambers was probably, even if Bellerin wasn't on the way back, I mm. think Chambers was on the verge of getting games at right back anyway. 
Yeah, and I think, but and also his adaptability means he can play, we can we can play. By the way, I, say, Nars, I, I wonder skill, if this is coming Chambers to the end. Chambers' skill for that goal was I thought was fantastic. Took like, it really well. Took it really well. Chambers, you know, I, I said this on the podcast what, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Wasn't very skillful when he basically fucked up for the. I know it was at four. Chambers has a hell of. I know, but uh, you know, I was still excited for him that it's that was a lovely moment. Positive. I was yeah. glad he played. I would have liked to see honestly see Callum start ahead of Maitland Nars' day. He's had two full seasons of Premier League football, Fulham and, and Middlesbrough before that, and a decent amount of Premier League appearances for Arsenal. You yeah. know, he played even, I think, 2014, 15. He played a lot of games for Arsenal. So, you know, it, way more experience than, you know, even a Rob Holding, who, you know, we're talking about as, you know, this wonderful, you know, World Cup winning central <laughs> defender, the new, Bobby Moore, the new Bobby Moore that you twice. can't wait to return. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he well deserves a, a game inside. And I, I don't know, will he play tomorrow? But more than Quite that, I think, a reminder, I thought it was a reminder that he's more, you know, he's more... Of He's a, he's a better player than perhaps you know. I give him credit for. Been at the club a long time. Yeah, but long you know time. that was a, that was a really good goal, that, and that was you know that was an important, a really important moment. As was Guendouzi's run for the penalty was fantastic. Well, you know, the, I feel like those young players should yeah. be, as I keep banging on about, prioritised. What do you think for the game then tomorrow against Forest? I, I struggle to to you know much, <laughs> much enthusiasm for the Carabao Cup. Other other than it's a it's a good chance to see some of our younger players that you don't see in the in the Premier League. Uh, we, we yes, we probably ought to beat Forest. Although I did a Forest game a couple of weeks ago when they won at Swansea, who at that point had a one hundred percent record in the Championship, and they 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 can play. They've got some decent players going forward. I don't know what kind of a team they'll pick. Probably a fairly strong one, I would think. If they pick us. A first team or yeah. close to it, yeah. they could well turn yeah. us over just because yeah. it will be tough old pros yeah. that know their way around against quite a lot of youngsters, people finding their way after injury. But trying to predict Tuesday night, you just don't know no, anywhere well, it, near the lineups, yeah. do you? Not a game to bet on, I don't think. They've got a huge amount of fans coming. They, I think they've, is it six, 7,000 tickets or something? And yeah. supposedly there'll be a lot more because the game was on general sales. So I think there'll be a lot of Forest fans. Yeah dotted around the Arsenal section. Um, I saw the lower tier was sold out, Tim, but a lot of tickets in the upper oh, tier. I think, I think there's yeah. no more than 40-odd thousand tomorrow. I think it'll be one of the lowest that the Emirates have seen, even with the £10 tickets, which I guess the AST are, are probably they've happy been, to see. Oh, it's great. They've been doing that for years and years. Yeah. You can't actually get a £10 ticket because you pay about £2 booking fee to yeah, buy it. Right. But it's still, a, great, it's, yeah. still a, it's still a really good entry price. But there's a lot of football now as well because, in effect, the Europa League group games are... are a virtually Carabao Cup level. Actually, the draw this year is a little bit better. I mean, Frankfurt are a good team. You remember yeah. last year, Carabag and God knows who was turning yeah. up. It's a little bit better. And we've got Standard but, Liège next yeah, week, haven't we? Which is but, quite coming out quite soon. But that, you know, that yeah. is... Forest will give us a tougher game than Standard Liège. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'd have to make predictions, though, even though we have no idea who's going to be in the... T- I think... I think. See, I think those young players that he'll pick up are... Pretty good, so I think I think we we'll still win. I'm, I think it'll be two one tomorrow. I think we're going to lose on penalties oh, after okay. after I score draw one all. I think okay. Forest are going to take us. Do we go if straight they play a stronger team? Yes, it's got to go straight. Yeah, now that's one of the changes. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was actually going to go two all, uh, and I can't predict penalties. So whatever. Yeah, what do we know? Um, and then we uh, we of course turn our attention to uh, the trip to Old Trafford. Yes, on Rosh Hashanah. Oh, that means you're not. I mean, can you not go? Or I can won't you be go? There, no, I'll be uh, celebrating Rosh Hashanah. But yeah, um, I'll be, I'm are you allowed to watch? Well, it depends how uh, religious you are and your interpretation of <laughs> the, uh, not, of the not, guidelines. You're, you're not a from a Josh, are you? You're not. Um, a no, I'm probably not. Can so, you um, sort of very 
I'll like, be keeping an eye on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we go to Old Trafford on a Monday night, and we're not a bit, you know, after United's performance yeah. at West Ham, it's a well, great also, time to play. It. Yeah, there's a great, there's a great little um, meme of, of two like groups of clowns flailing at each other, which was I saw on on Twitter. So it was, put, and now we go live to Old Trafford. Yeah, now we go live to Old Trafford. And it was two clowns um, I'm and going. Look, We're going. We're having a nice little group going to Old Trafford. Yeah, it's a rare away away trip for me. How, who's going? Who's on the trip? Dermot, me, Dermot, um, uh, Dom, the two Baldwin's actually, both Baldwin brothers, Dom and right. Dan. Yeah, it's a nice little trip. Yeah, so I'm quite excited about the whole thing. Fantastic. Um, ludicrous excitement, when obviously. Uh, although we kind of done quite well against Man United. Well, the good news is got to be Marcus Rashford limping off. They have got yes. so little going forward. Yes. It could well be Mason Greenwood. I mean, yes. I know we've had previous experience when, ironically, it was Rashford as a 17, I think, 18-year-old who ended up scoring and you know winning against us. But if it, if they're down to Mason Greenwood, obviously a good player, young, exciting prospect. But if that's their option up front, I'm quite looking forward. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward it's to. It's exciting. I'm looking forward because whenever my, my Sky have now got um, Roy Keane and Jose Mourinho in the punditry team, who both were pundits during the Manu game yesterday. I'm quite looking forward to them having to, having to critique Arsenal and Manchester United in the same game. Two shambolic bunches of fucking... <laughs> Keane is always hilarious. Keane's hilarious anyway. That's the one, sadly, about when you know, ITV stopped doing the Champions League yeah. highlights, and we were in the Champions League. You could guarantee Roy Keane tearing us apart for yeah. an hour. Um, alongside be, Lee Dixon, yeah. looking a bit awkward about the whole thing. I think it's going to be an incredibly entertaining evening. Um, so yeah, I we'll mean, win. You think we'll win? Well, I think we'll win two nil. They are two nil. They are clean sheets. They are awful. And actually, we are playing a little bit better when we have to play better because I think partly yeah. it's some complacency mm. and effort from our guys. And I think at Old Trafford they'll be up for it with recent results. And United are, are just dire. So I think we'll win two nil. I'm going to go for four all because I've seen. <laughs> that's, I've seen. That's what I'm talking about. I've seen Cub Scout teams defend better than both. So four, four all for me, boy. Entitlement. Um. <laughs> I, I want to believe, Tim. I want to have your enthusiasm. We're going to win. And I think. Oh no! I went to Watford and watched that second half. And I was there Sunday and saw that first half. And I've just got no. We only won one of our last eight league away believe. games. Is one, that right? one, one all. And I'll take a draw. I'll take, take one all. We draw are very and, capable and of, of a, a half of very good football. Can we just, so I'm saying. I, <laughs> I think they're going to go our away record. First yeah. Half. No, I think I think they're going to go three. First well, we half, like Castle, three one or something, and then we'll come back and it'll equalise like three all. I'm going to go three all. Wow. I'll record a way It'll probably be nil-nil after all this. No, we, do, we can't keep the clean sheet. No, we can't keep the clean sheet. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tim thinks we can, interestingly. Yeah, and hopefully the... the are you getting the train up or are you uh, driving You're getting up? the train up, train up. Staying yeah. overnight? No, I think we'd, 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 we're coming back by a vehicular. We're driving back. Well, I'm not driving, I can't drive, but someone's driving back. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird... Yeah. Yeah, because there's no trains back. That was one of the yeah. points I was no, going to no, make. And we've got the same problem. I was looking at yeah, uh, Sheffield United. I'm going to with... Sheffield because I've got a couple of friends who support Sheffield United, but you can't get a train out. There's no train the, back. Uh, no. It's frustrating. The TV companies. There was a couple of years no. ago. The club, didn't the club, I mean, put on a train? <laughs> Thomas I remember Cook going coach. up to... Yeah, that's yeah. Hopefully not <laughs> Thomas Cook coach. I went up to Everton a couple of years ago and the club put on a train. What, how do they choose when they're doing these trains? Because they're it's, very helpful when they do. It's very difficult to put apparently to charter trains into the train network and the timetabling but they have tried once or twice problem is they put it on so late everyone's already made their other plans it's much more it common to put coaches it's on it's never a problem when they put one on for the queen is it and funnily one enough. just appears <laughs> well I, that was i remember it was great i mean i remember we lost the game at everton 2-1 whenever i did get a trip but it was great and you had like a full train load of arsenal fans able to get back into houston Sometimes at 1am or wherever it was by train now yeah. And they kind of shut it all down and you can't go near the bits that they're on. There you go. 
put it, on more trains, Arsenal. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous to ask the fans to go to a game it's at a night that can more, you cannot return back so that's from. Two, that that's two in quite quick yeah. succession. Yeah, they'll say there are coaches, but and then Bramall, Bramall Lane. That is ridiculous. And there's no way out on the on public transport. Yeah, it's not preposterous. Yeah. Um, I think we're, I think we're just paying for an Uber. Is the answer to how we're getting back? Actually. You're paying for an Uber. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I think we're, I know we're planning on getting some kind Did of. Did you? Uh, I don't know. There was a great tweet after <laughs> Arsenal had played in Newcastle, where a, a group of Arsenal fans had aimed to stay overnight, and one of them got so drunk that when he wanted to get an Uber back to his hotel, he accidentally put his home address in Hertfordshire. Yes, in. yes, that's and what was, I was thinking of. Maybe, and the bill yeah. was five hundred and thirty-five yeah. pounds. <laughs> yeah. But he got home. I think maybe I'm getting an ad leave for the same amount of money. I don't know. Oh, um, I'm sure you are. It's been uh, sorry. It's been quite. Sh- I think I feel like this podcast has been as shambolic as Arsenal. Really, I've played myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no, I've enjoyed of, it. The structure. I haven't really followed. No, the structure I think you've had your, a uh, kind of Gwendozy spirit yeah. today. <laughs> thanks, thanks been, been, you've kind of yeah. run around and thrown yourself in. Yeah. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you. Very much. You're not in any way entitled. <laughs> Tim, thank you as ever. Um, football, we're definitely more entertaining than cricket right now. Ooh. I think we could safely say. And Josh, as ever, yes, our world class central defender. We'll be back soon, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit PlaybackMedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 